as well. So my name is Neil Brower. I'm the district superintendent, in case I haven't met you. I've met most of you, I think, um, but would love to throughout this day. And I've already blown it. My administrative capacity has already been reached, and we're behind schedule already. Good, right? So what, what I'm going to do is rush a little bit now, because you'll see as the screen rolls that the first elective session starts at 845, which is ridiculous, right? So I don't know why I did that. So I'm going to sort of like lean on you first session people to go ahead and still finish at the allotted time. And then we're back on schedule. And that's me like being assertive or something right now. So, so good. So anyway, thank you. It's, it, it is so good to be face to face again. Last year, some of you might remember that we did this whole thing online. And we've kept some of those online principles like our voting thing and so forth, the URL codes and things that you've got going on here, that kind of stuff we've, we've implemented and, and they were advantageous, so we're going to use them. But I just want to encourage you to just enjoy being together in, in, a, in a real way today to be face to face and shake the hand and hug the hug and do all of those kinds of things. And, and I want to real briefly introduce those of you that are here and I want you to look for them throughout the day. We'll hear from them over the lunch hour time. Um, but our president, Kevin Complin, is here, Kevin, rave your hand, whatever, there you go, and uh, see Kevin there, and I'll, I'll have him come back up at lunchtime and, and say a couple of things, and then you'll see the, the tables in the back, um, Reach Global Crisis Response is here, and, um, and so you'll hear from Pete Havens, he's got a team of people here with him together today, and then Steve Johnson from CIF, that's Christian Investors Financial, is also here, and so look for them today if you have those kinds of interests. And then Garrett Luck is here from Trinity International University. And so if you have any interest in that regard or needs or whatever, um, please uh, feel free to stop by, see those people, um, look for them all around the day, and, and don't miss out on that. I want to introduce the, the, the day um, because we're doing things a little differently this time around. No plenary speaker, as it were, and, um, and, and hearing from each other. And I, I, you know, I, I have the privilege of getting around the district and just sensing how, how incredibly gifted and capable the experiences that are unique that people are having all over the district. And it just seems to me that it's a great thing for you to hear from each other, for us to dialogue together about some of the things that all of us are facing. So by way of introducing this day, um, I want you to contemplate 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. And there's a context for that, which we'll come back to at the very end of this day at 3 o'clock um, when I wrap things up. Um, but I, I'm, I'm reminded of just how uh, out of control we are, and if nothing else, these verses speak to that. And I got a phone call this morning that my oldest son's father-in-law was discovered dead in his chair this morning. Uh, that colors everything somehow, right? And he, incredibly strong believer, I mean, he's, you know, he's better off than we are. But we remain, and we're grieving, and, we're, and, it, and the mystery of that is beyond us. We can't, we can't wrap ourselves around that, right? And, and, I, and I say that because we have experienced some of those kinds of things in this last year. Um, some of you, a few of you, not even me, by the way. I'm just sort of like using it. I'm not an NFL guy. I'm not a big football guy, okay, just so you know. But, but some of you might have heard of Derrick Henry, um, who was a running back for the Tennessee Titans, and he was the leading rusher in the NFL in the 2020 season, 2021 season, and what he's known for is yards after contact. 
And so in, in just kind of a brief way without all the statistics, what I'm fascinated by is that, is that he, his, his stats were way beyond everyone else, over 4,000 yards rushing. Over 3,000 of those were after he'd already been hit at least once, and he just kept going, okay? And in fact, the second-place guy only had 2,600 yards. So the yards he got after being hit were significantly more than the second-place guy, which is an impressive testimony and something of a metaphor for us, I think, right? He got hit. Somebody should have made a tackle, but he couldn't be brought down. Not easily, not alone, not on the first hit. And, and, and so I just want you to imagine what that could mean metaphorically for what we have felt like over this past bit of time. I don't want to spend lots of time on that because there's plenty of people around the world and throughout history that have certainly suffered way more than any of us have. And so I don't want to go there. I'm not interested in that at all. But we have this thing, especially here in America, where we're impressed by super gifted people. We give them positions and titles and accolades. Um, but sometimes it is those highly talented, naturally gifted people that have no real endurance, no real lasting power. And I think sometimes that the prize goes to the tortoise rather than the hare, to bring that old story back in. So in, in, in that regard, I want us to consider what it might mean for us to... Um, uh, who have glanced off the hits from this last year, they've been many, they've been specific, they've been a lot. There's, it's difficult for us to have faced all of this, and we would all agree that, um, that, that, we, that we, having been hit, still have that sense of call in our life to go and make disciples of every nation. So as we face these kinds of careers, these, these careers that could end at any moment because of a certain kind of hit, by the way, Henry broke his foot this year. It had ended his season this year. And that's another dimension to this whole thing, which I find fascinating. Should he come back? Should he run differently from now on? Should he try to extend his career by taking it easy? These are all things that we can transfer across to our own lives, right? Um, when we have to face reality in our life day to day, day to day, day to day, and we're being hit, do we fall? Do we stay down? Do we bounce off? Do we get back up? Do we make a career by our yards after contact? That's what I'm asking. So in our moment, we're going to face what we face, and we're going to get back up, and we're going to keep going. Um, and I'm wondering if any of us have experienced the tension of what ha it has felt like, like maybe relentless hits this year, um, this past couple of years. And so what we decided to do was to capitalize on some of those hits, some of those things we've experienced that are unusual, some of those body blows throughout the district. And so I've asked um, several brothers to facilitate some profitable dialogue on issues. And you've seen them. You've signed up for this. They're running on the screen. You can see all of that. And what I'm hoping is that we, I will have compiled these seven things of, of issues that, that really do give us examples of the things our singular head, Jesus, risen Christ, the high king of heaven, has well in hand and is inviting us to consider as we move forward. What is it that God, who, who could be our lead blocker and protect us from being hit, chose not to, but allowed us to be hit through all of this, disease and division and dealing with everything from inconvenience to death, the internet and its role in creating both problems and solutions, 
the core of our gospel of grace in relation to Christian behavior and systems. True and effective disciple-making in this era, demanding focus and simplicity. The rug was pulled out from under our feet. We were revealed to have been more dependent than we thought, I think, on centralized buildings, paid professionals, formal gatherings. Was our longing to return to those things more from God's will or man's tradition? And are there implications for our next steps? Have we become more gracious or less in the challenges of what it means today to have an evangelical witness? It's a big one on my heart. Has this become our emperor has no clothes moment in the American church movement? I think it, it behooves us to answer some of those questions honestly. Do we have the courage to take a closer look and then gain yards after contact? And I think we do. 